stingy or dusty Anything ragged or rotten or rusty Yes, I love trash If you really want to see something trashy, look at this Throw it in the trash Throw it in the trash Guilty pleasure of mine Okay, that's really bad but I kind of like it. Okay, so we'll do it that way. By, by the way, I Love You by Climax Blues Band is a fucking awesome song. Stop, stop, stop. All I heard, all I heard, like the first time I listened to it, it's like Climax. And I thought, oh my God, you're going to do the mental applause? I mean, I, that's, that's an 80s fantastic jam, right? It's like, no, Climax Blues Band. No, it's not the powder blues band. Oh, sorry, oh, don't dirty. even get me started. No, Didn't I do... Uh, I did Africa for that episode. Yeah, you did Africa. You know what I really was really interested about? As I watched, I went on to see the clip of him on Louise Do It on Jimmy Kimmel. He didn't even take the time to learn the lyrics. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's terrible. It's like, come on, Rivers. You can do better than that. I mean, how do you not know the lyrics to that song? I mean, oh my God, that's such a ubiquitous song to everyone. Well, the other thing is, even if you don't know the lyrics, you at least hide the laptop. Yeah. He was bad too. Oh. Sorry, oh, what's that? Yeah. I was thinking about you that way. I watched the interview. Like, Dan Rabbit does these interviews with all these music people now. I know, it's really weird. But he did it with uh, J.Y. and Tommy Shaw and Lawrence Gowan. And I'm like, oh my god, I played it. So when the bill arrives, Larry Gowan is like, oh. So when the bill arrives in the mail, you know, I Gowan is you were on the, you were on the 407 for 24 kilometers? About two years ago, maybe? In Windsor? Right. You were in Macaroni for a week. I took advantage of it for a year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's electronic. You know, you pass under a set pass under a camera, that's what I like. Right. But then I didn't interview you, but you were in Tommy Shaw's time. But this whole concept album was coming up. We're so loud, abiding in What's your concept? Being a mediocre guitar player? I mean, what I he looks like my buddy Richard from 1980. I will give them credit for being the band that probably do they sounds the most order? now like they did then. Right. Like, okay. In terms like, of musicianship and even terms of lyrics. Right. Because um, Lawrence Gowan is like 10 years younger than the rest of them. Yeah. So he's actually like jumping around the stage and dancing yeah. around. He's a strange animal. Even though he's 50. <laughs> that's all I know. That's what I know. Yeah. Well, JY, JY looks embalmed at this yes. point. Um, but. Um, uh, is that, is that I was really interested because they said they don't do bass. Like, like uh, Larry Gallen said it's too uncomfortable because it was written about Dennis Young's wife and he doesn't want to do that. So they do uh, Criminal Mind instead. Yes, exactly. I couldn't hear it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. um, for the first time in this tour, again, they were Mr. Roboto. Oh, really? Because that, that was considered such a quintessential Dennis Young yeah, yeah, song, yeah. Like, I don't think they did anything off the road. But the thing was, it's like, okay, you object to bass, but you still play Come Sail Away, and I'm like... What's the difference between the two? I don't, I don't understand. However, it was just, it was just to see Larry Gowan again. It's like, oh my god. But, but I was saying that. Uh, 
So, you will. But, yeah. So, you can get anything in half a go. Do they have bacon? Do they have real bacon? And you know, his voice is like going to. And Tambora's gone now, right? Tambora's gone. Now, you know the replacement giver is still active. Yeah, sure. Yeah, he's playing guitar with him now. Oh my god. Now, he's a football Right. Like, whether you like the style of music or not, he's one of those guys. Right. And I thought I recognized him. Because I remember when he took over for Triumph for Rick Emmett for a while, for one album. Right. And when they introduced him, he was from Toronto. I didn't have to hear it because I didn't. We, so, I mean, it was so interesting. His voice is half of what he was doing. Sure, right. But he still plays up all the charisma, like, yeah. so the crowd and all that stuff. Sure. Like, yeah, he was on the West Wing, so you got to give him that, too. A couple weeks later, he was on 30 Rock. Yeah. Worked on the Santos yeah. campaign, so yeah. just saying. A couple weeks later, it was... Uh, uh, I don't need... Uh, <laughs> They'll be, oh, they will be giving us selling the stuff. And Def Leppard. Oh, she does love, but she likes it. We've seen Def Leppard. Yeah, Def Leppard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a question, because why didn't Steve, Steve Perry was there at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but he didn't sing. He can't sing anymore. I think his voice is what he used to be, and I think unless he would have like I think he's, he's the type of guy. He and multiplied almost all the money he made on Journey. Right. He's a little bit more than the rest of his life. Right. Yeah. I don't know. That's what I do. I have a DSLR. I'm still a Philistine. I'm a film guy. So you're expecting to see those two and they say, okay, let's go. The show's going to be starting. They said, oh, six people talking about film There's an audience. It's in the hundreds of people. Like you walk right in, no line up. I'm parking a lot across the streets. I hope that's, you know, oh, I'm not going to get that. Oh, I'm not going to get ticketed. There's no, the, the, the parking is done. The pay, the pay system is like taped over it. Plastic bags. If I take a picture of you guys, I'll have to wait a few days to see it. Oh, I would have to love it. Sorry, I just going to blow this for a second. Okay, we're going to be walking around the big Maybe it's a little bit. I don't recognize him. He's playing a fantastic song in Eagles and Cheer. But the 
probably nowhere near full. And then all of a sudden, I know that might be like a Peter Franklin song starts up. And I really, really yeah. like oh, your yeah. stuff. Like that Rhodes. Yeah, yeah. The thing about Frampton, too, is, I mean, he was never, he was thought of as a rock star, yeah. but he was never really thought of as a rock star. No, no. But he's, he's I think he's underrated. Oh, oh yeah, so do I. He's kind of Martin Offer before Martin Offer came along. He, he knows how to put space into some stuff. Something I always admired about Knopfler. Like, Knopfler would know when to just stop. Yeah. <laughs> There's an interesting thing which probably won a Grammy Award for a couple years ago for best instrumental track. Yes, I know. I've heard it. Yeah. It's okay. This Well, you need Cornell. I mean, yeah, that's, you listen to that and you go, yeah, you, you're, it doesn't, it doesn't compute to me. No, yeah, I heard it. He did a whole <laughs> cover. He did um, <laughs> yeah, cover album the ball because they were all instrumental. <laughs> if I remember correctly, yeah. I love those moments though when bands have been hanging out and then they just come out. It's a great story of when both you two and Springsteen, and it's like '87, the Joshua Tree, uh, Tree tour, and they had met up and they were, you know, hanging out a bit, and then you two were at a Springsteen show backstage, of course, in Philadelphia. And you two come out, and Bono sings with his, with his sorry, sings uh, like Corn Run. And the band, the whole band comes out and plays <laughs> with his band. The next night in New Jersey, at like the Meadowlands, Springsteen comes out and does with his streets have no name. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and the, things like that are like, these guys are just, it's, it's like when you're in a bar and someone goes, hey, that's that guy from that band. You want to come up? Yeah, yeah. Except that there's 80,000 people here. Yeah. But they're just doing that. No, I and love that. And there's that. You need to drip like and it was, it was a time was the killers playing uh, all these things that I know. And I think that song? I've got, a, uh, I've got a soul, but I'm not a soldier. Right. Yeah. And 
And it's a small venue. It's like 3,000 people. You can find this on YouTube. And the next thing you see is Coldplay come up. And they start, like, all the whole band. And they are playing. And then you two come out. And it's like, the first person that's got their phones with, I don't fucking believe this. <laughs> and there's like 18 people on stage. And they the funny thing was, there's no way that they practice this. They just know the song. Oh, yeah. This is what Grohl does all the time. Oh, yeah, exactly. He's a big Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Argentina yeah. lost. And that's great. They, mo yeah, because they were hanging out. They were backstage. It's like, and then they like go, you know, we could do this, right? Oh yeah. As long as Russia loses, they go. I'd love to see a good win. Shows up. I'm like, War, war Children, uh, not a shot away. Just a shot away. Their first shift um, on the ice, they yeah, yeah, fall down yeah, yeah. and break an ankle. Um, and I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? You've got Jagger. Give me shelter. Give me shelter. Thank you. Uh, um, I mean, it's, it's the greatest. I'm not a Rolling Stones fan, but that is their greatest song oh, ever. Oh, easily. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, You've got Jagger who can't do a damn thing anymore. No, no, he's done. You've got. You've he was got, done 25 years yes. ago. Yeah. You've got. Um, you've got yeah, Bono. <laughs> you've got Bono with that ridiculous <laughs> trying to fake like he's playing a guitar, and then Fergie shows. I'm like, oh, it's a mess. Yeah. I know that. Uh, it's funny. My my brother, record producer, he said that 
lately, he's, the last couple of years, he's been producing a lot of country stuff. And he said, the amazing thing is, you have never seen people who can play instruments. Like people who, in, 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 in country bands. No, even like, even the new country shit that he doesn't even like. But he, you know, he's, that's his job. And he's like, you know, these guys can play. Holy fuck can they play. My, my brother went to, my brother is a member of the here in Simple. But his girlfriend was uh, country. So he took her, I cannot remember who it was. Um, but he said, oh, I gotta be impressed by his guitar playing. Hell of a guitar player. Well, the guitar players usually, and the drummers are amazing in country bands. And it's just, it's just the way it is. Well, I think to Anthony's point, I mean, part of it is, is <coughs> technically they are, they are brilliant. Yeah. But the funny thing is, is that they don't know what they're playing. Like, I remember seeing um, you go back, and people laugh at me when I say this, but you go back and you watch the Glenn Campbell stuff. Oh, Glenn Campbell playing? <laughs> right? But he, he had no clue of what he was playing. He goes, can't read a note. Like everybody else, everybody else who was in the LA studio scene, you know, he did all the, you know, Carol's K and everybody did Hal Blaine. Yeah, the Wrecking Crew. It's like, no, everybody read music. And I was like, no, can't do it. Yeah, it's funny because like my younger brother, again, he then can't read music. Right. He can look, he can read music, he can't sight read. So he can look at it and go, okay, I see what's happening in this right. song, but he has to hear it. Yes. Um, but he, he, he can't put music in front of him. Right. But when he plays, he can just play. Yeah. I'm so jealous. I have a friend who's exactly like that. Um, like, he doesn't know how to eat it. Like, I'm sitting here going, and I'm a, a neophyte, right? And I'm like, I'm explaining harmony, like, the idea of intervals and harmony to him. He goes, no, no idea. I said, I, I was talking about something about counterpoint. He goes, what's counterpoint? <laughs> right? But he can, he can, you can. You just put something on, and you can just yeah. right off the bat. My, my, I've watched my brother play a violin, a trombone, a guitar. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. Saw, I stopped playing bass when I he picked up my bass one day. And he was better than me, and he'd never <laughs> played before. Uh, like he could, he could play anything, and he's just one of those. He just looks and goes, "Oh, so it's like this then with a violin." And, um, I remember when he. Was it a talent show? So Dan's band play, all the kids' bands play, all the students' band play. So. And then his bass player said, well, you should sit in with the stage band. Dan said, uh, okay. Because they use an actual like jazz band from the school. And Dan said, uh, and the, the teacher comes up and goes, give Dan music. And Dan goes, I, I don't read music. What's it in? Right, yeah. And the, he, my, my brother's bass player, Toby, said, it's in B. Dan said, okay, I got this. Now, so they're could, playing. He, could, they're he playing. Read, could he read tablature, though? Could he read, like, the tab? No. No. But like, I mean, that's what I do. I read chords, right? Right, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I grew up reading, you know, right, left, hand. Now, if you put lyrics in front of me, I can play them. Right. Nice. Can you, I wonder if you can confirm a rumor. Yeah. Um, now your, your your brother worked with the cranberries, right? Uh, with yes, he did, with, and he also worked with uh, and and, and Dolores O'Riordan. Right. Now, did, I heard this rumor. Did Dolores O'Riordan and her husband live in Peterborough for a while? Yeah. They did. Yes. 
<laughs> yeah. That looks good, too. Okay. Yeah, I heard were, that rumor, but I didn't know whether it was true. As my brother said, I had when he went to their cottage in Peterborough, 60 million albums buys you really million albums. Right, okay. Um, yeah, that's that's why Dan got to work with her, because she was spending almost all her time in Canada. I would never because, and then she needed someone, Dan started working with her because she needed someone to do some drum, drum program. And then it went from there, and they ended up having this relationship with Dan Cohen, which is all albums with her and producing and all that shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, her her, her hus- ex-husband is was the road manager for Duran Duran, and they met when Cranberries and Duran Duran were touring over there. That would have been like the notorious their uh, <laughs> wedding album. Yeah. So, yeah, and, like, they had this great place in the that I don't think... You know, I, I, they broke up about five years ago. Did they figure out how Dolores O'Riordan died? Yeah, I know how she died, but I can't tell you. Yeah, because it's all private shit. My brother said I can't tell anybody. But yeah, people know. Um, she also had a real. She was a cocktail enthusiast. My brother used to get. Phone, I remember sitting there one day with my brother in London, and he got this phone call, and he just he holds it up. He said, "It's Dolores. She's hammered." Right. And it's just coming out of the phone, this high-pitched Irish woman just. And he said, "Do I tell her she owes me forty-five thousand dollars now?" She said, "Not now." And she's going on it. Okay, I'll talk to you later. But yeah, like they, she had a real freaking problem. That, I know that much, uh, for sure. I know other things, pretty much for sure. But I didn't mean to cry. No, 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 I, no, I, I had heard the result. You know. Yeah, and it was, it was awful. Because she was young. She, you mean, she was 48? Oh, wow. Okay, wow. 49, something like that. Like she was about the same age as my brother. Right. And, uh, yeah, it was really, like... Horrible because like you the kids, yeah, they had split up and it was not a happy divorce. It was not a happy divorce. Like it was really contentious and evil. Then my brother was doing stuff with the actual cranberries, and then. Then he wasn't because she thought he was on the same side as her husband, and it's like, no, I just do some guy you pay. Right, yeah. You don't have any skin in this game. But yeah, it was really weird. Like, it was, I remember when it happened, I texted my brother and I said, Did you hear about that? He goes, Yeah, I know. And I asked him if he saw it coming, and he said, No, but she's so fucking unstable. And I, like I said, I'd seen this a lot. And it wasn't like I, I'm in London. I mean, I spend maybe three days a year with my brother. Right. I know some vegans who are there. A lot of times the phone would ring and he goes, Sorry again. Right, right. And like, she was like 98 pounds, and he'd say, He said to me, You know, for lunch, she would have a salad and two bottles of wine. Right. Yes. And then she'd get drunk and she'd call me, Dan, I've got this great idea for a song, and also, blah, 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 blah. Okay, could somebody explain to me something that has mystified me for months? What is the Jimmy Buffett of? Oh, what is the theory behind this? <laughs> well, that's, 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 that is mine. And, okay. uh, that is that the, I have come to source. Yes. Uh, that Jimmy Buffett really is horrible. Yeah, and agreed. That anything that is, sh- something can be the Jimmy Buffett of, in other words, it's the really shitty version of something that's okay. Oh, uh, okay, so you said Glenn Fry was the Jimmy, was the Jimmy, <laughs> Buffett, was the Jimmy Buffett of. Like this guy in between. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 
Actually, if you search the hashtag, it'll probably still be there. I can I can do it right now. I have I have the Twitter account on my phone. Um, and I'm not, that came from okay, so thank you. So it's a pale imitation of something that's bad already. If I ever became a vegan, not always bad already. Okay, I was right. I was right. Like what was the one? Um, yeah, I can only see the ones that I think. I've done that from time to time. I think I can only see the ones that. Yeah, and I've got to watch. Okay. If I see one with a bunch of comments on Like opinion pieces by Conrad Black or the Jimmy Buffett opinion pieces by George Will. All right. Okay. Oh really? So I don't necessarily like George Will opinion pieces, but Conrad Black ones are way better. Right. Right. I don't want to participate, but I do enjoy That would be a good podcast. I forget for that, that, that one night on it was it might have been in the it might have been the best episode ever. I said something was the Jimmy Buffett of. And we, <laughs> and we ran with it. And we ran exactly as we do with things. Oh, Anthony, it turns out that Ken Herndon's new girlfriend has a fake advertising agency that wants to partner with Court. Because she actually works in advertising. And, like, they've developed this web presence of a fake advertising agency. We've outlasted I know. I love it. It's so funny. No, she was talking about this. She was over one of the cannabis. And then she, I said, Have you ever heard of Intensive? Sure. So I called. Well, did you see we got a fan mail for Illuminati? Uh, for In Search of? Mm. Did they not hashtag? Did they not? So Steve and I might do a oh, yeah, special yeah, episode. His, 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 as of yet, really unreleased. That we had that we made it through. He was on the only one who made it through the podcast. Oh, okay. On Bob Outlatch. What was it now? Yeah, well, you uh, can do like the. You're talking like about a, salt. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah. I, I don't know what that. Uh, well, I just I said it to him and he said, I just watched the whole series. It's like, okay. Bear with me. I'm just happy that someone else sat through the St. Germain episode. No, absolutely. There's a lot of hippies. And then on top of that, I even wrote back. I got one out of the. I got a. Uh, a private message on, on Illuminati. Oh, great. Somebody wanting to join the Illuminati. <laughs> oh, yeah, you told me about that, yeah. I got another one today. Oh, my God. I had one on the hook. I was, like, uh, like emailing back and forth with him for a little while. Right. Because I asked what he was looking for. his like, fame and fortune. How many more have we got in the bank? Um, what did we just release? 221 yeah yeah 221 so we got three left but i'm posting uh our because we're gonna at the at the live podcasting thing tomorrow we're gonna do a q a oh are we okay that, that we were, you know, later, that, later, later tonight we need to actually end the Last year we were running out of time. We need to schedule. I think we need to like we're there from eleven to four. Right. We need to actually start to get everyone. We get the list tonight. Start to schedule stuff in. Works for me. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I don't. I don't see us having like too many, you know, too many questions because you know, what, what are you going to question us about? Well, Aaron and I are going to do about twenty to thirty minutes. If that's okay, I don't know what the limit is. Usually, yeah, usually thirty is the cap. Okay, yeah, then we'll, we'll, yeah, hard thirty. Okay. 
There's only one butter left. Oh. I only use half of this one, and it has not been run out. I just have I'll, butter. Gra I'll grab that one. Oh, you want that one, or do you want oh, either? It's fine. I just have to come up with more foods. You can't send me. Was that the calamari? Oh. I'm used to I'm used to calamari being about that big around. That's what they're. That's why they're sacred. As soon as they're declared sacred, I have to kill them. Is there a sacred cow? The only person who's got some skin in the game is cow market. In terms of sacred cows. No. But I have a question for you. I have heard that you think that I do not like hip hop. It's a matter of not liking hip hop. I just sometimes get a vibe. Um, you pass a bread basket? Yes. Certain episodes where you guys get to stuff that you like. It is about looking at people and just seeing murderers. Tend to shy away from things of the more modern. Okay. I can answer that two ways. Because I'm concerned. This concerns me. Because if you ask me my top ten albums, number seven will be Fear of a Black Planet. Okay. My, mine is It Takes a Nation of Millions. Okay. It's to me, it's the, it's the same. It's the two different sides of the same line. But you have to remember that I'm 53 years old. I've kind of lost a little bit. And me, and me talking about, you know, I I recently learned about this about Offset, right? And Ric Flair direct. Right, which you know that's not really in my wheelhouse. Right, it's one thing to say that it's one thing to say that I'm not I'm not up with the times, and you're absolutely correct with that. Yeah, but me, I think hip hop actually. If if someone asked me in a music class, I think hip hop is the American response to English punk. I think that if you listen to if you listen to a Fear of a Black Planet and Never in the Bollocks, I think saying exactly the same thing in two different ways. I find hip hop an extremely important part of music history. Mind you, I've never actually said I don't know how this thought conveyed to you, but I said specifically that my only concern was. Especially when you were doing the stuff with the, the crappy songs. So many new crappy songs that you could put on that list. That's true. And so many songs that... It's too easy. Yeah, I know it's too easy. There's so many songs that... Category of crappy songs that don't make it on the list. In the first episode, I'll explain that. Like, I'd love to put a Megan Trainor song on there. But for me, at 53, I'm just not that part of that thing anymore. Well, I love that you put train on In a lot of cases, it's, you know, it's the difference between, like, a bad song and 
shooting fish in a barrel. I mean, I mean there, there are so many songs that you would put on that list that would just be like, yeah, that's obvious. But there are a lot of songs that are bad that if you academically critique, like, for example, a lot of Migos rap, where they're all of a sudden talking about chicken tenders. <laughs> right. Because of how absurd the raps are. Right. He's, he's going to tread on my sacred ground. Yeah. 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 He's going to tread on my sacred ground. He's treading on my sacred Part of it is, and I know this sounds. I can't wait to listen. And I'm going to be on that show. But part of, part of the, part of the, and this is very meta, but. Part of it is is that one of the things that we only have left to argue about with anybody getting uh, upset is music, because it's fun, right, to argue. And that's sometimes where I poke the sacred cows, right? Like, everybody loves Amy Winehouse. I hated that song, and I hated it for a number of reasons. Number one, because it was completely fake, right? So am I being intentionally provocative by doing that? Absolutely. And that's where the sacred cows comes in. But on the opposite side, I want someone to go, you know what, Al Oliver, you're full of shit about Amy Winehouse, and that, this is why. I need to get a buck for every time you get a cow. But like you said, you know, the thing I love about it is that, you know, it's like the last bastion of things we can we can argue about and still and walk no one get, away. And no one get offended, right? Yeah. It's like oh, I'm, I'm some just, people do. Oh yeah. No. If some people, if those some people do, if those some people do, the people who the people who like in their bands to sports teams. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. One should not argue tastes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm probably the world's biggest. <laughs> I'm probably the world's biggest XCC fan, right? But even I, who worship, right? And Kate Bush, I worship Kate Bush. But everything after the red shoes sucks. I, I can say that, right? And that's what a lot of music, I think a lot of people who really appreciate music can say that too. Their favorite bands, right? You know, Carnival 9. Is that one of your favorite? I remember it's like a bopper song. Because <laughs> I had to pick one. To me, it's more about the fun of the debate. And that's why I encourage people to go, you know what, Oliver? You no, suck, it's a, uh, and I'm going to tell you why you suck. That's fun to me because that's that's the discussion. I've never I've never had a problem yep. with the multimeter thing. It's a matter of there's no multimeter. So almost a matter of perspective. If I make the comparison, MMD, the thing is, is that I am. This like I understand the Sex Pistols because my mom and dad were English, and I understand what they were talking my, my about. Like I can appreciate Fear of a Black Planet, but I don't understand. I, I, I can sympathize with where the anger is coming, but I can't empathize with where the anger is coming because I'm not a person of color. Right? We'll have to play the flute. But I can love them equally, and I can think that there's, again, the two sides of the same coin. And I make an argument about that for people. But because I think I think punk took yeah. in America. It just was. I don't get what I can't see. What, what I can't stand. Like that's that's not too tough. You know, people people no. Carry my double bass. No. Um. No, the one guitar player I worked for. Right. Two guitars. Really? Okay. He had a band. Right. You know. Um, and I think weighed about 75 pounds. <laughs> See, I think oh, yeah. in utero but is really one of those guys used anything but much good. Yeah. Other bands that'll be. Yeah. 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 I really like Pearl Jam. Yeah. 
vacuum vacuum. Really good, right. Like, sure. yeah. Yeah. Base of boogie used primarily in German. See, that's funny. Okay, I would disagree. Someone in Germany still made it. I don't. I like Tom. I like Tom Morell. I like his. I like his vibe. You know, but Zach Delarocha is just. Why hear one more fucking thing about the level of the sale? I'm gonna lose my mind. But that first album, yeah. there's not a lot of albums that I'm listening to. Right, right. Don't get your hopes up. I think never mind. Was if I was going to say I'm going to get someone to appreciate, I do want to. I wouldn't give them never mind. I would give them in utero, which I found far superior. I like your style quite a bit. Right. Take me a while to get my chops back. I like him. I'm a big fan of Jar of Flies, actually. Have you been for that? That's way back. Yeah. Andrew Wood, but luckily the repertoire is the most is the biggest but part the one of the song that's ground on the synthesis song right and it's because that's Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Ye
but that's why when I, when I hear them say Matthew's band, they're a jam band. Oh, yeah, that one's bad. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, they, I will, I'll never they have extended songs. Yeah, I would, I would actually, I would say that they're more of a jazz band than anything. Dave Matthews, I would say, I, I understand what you're saying about structure, but there was always a very jazzy vibe to Dave Matthews. Yeah. And it was like, right. Right. NFL on CBS or something. Like, like, you know, the fact that they have a Bible player and a Zach player and right. Dave Matthews starts playing acoustic. Yeah. Right. That helps a lot too. Yeah. Um, the NFL's weird. But when I, uh, like I say, when I, when I see, the, when, I, when, I, when I listen to their jams, right. the jam in this song, Sounds similar to the same game. I don't game, use that anymore because I never like got into that whole like a It sounds good, right? But to me, it's to me a diversion. I prefer the library of one. Right. 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 The jam after the four minute song. Yeah. It's gonna be totally different. Right. Yeah. Dude, dude, he's like rabbit. Oh, it's great. Like I said, there's a hair on my plate. Yeah. Have you heard of? Can you pass the anonymous? This guy who's basically on Twitter. So far, it's working. Basically, it boils down to like photoshopping random celebrities into Ooh, that's delicious. weird. So, what's your favorite concert you've been to in the past year? And do you like going to see shows at Casino Windows? It's all basically no, fake, it's, fake. it's terrible. Isn't it's it? horrible. <laughs> yeah. Like, so it's good. We've seen oh, three, three it. times now because Jay really likes it. Yeah, people so believe it. The worst time was at Casino Windsor. Musically, their performance was as good or better than any of the other performances. Right. But the environment is so it's terrible. terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got a bunch of AMI. Probably that's a good thing. Like, it's from 2006. 
Because yep. we bought a bunch of cabinets from them, and they're just stuck full of emotions. Yeah. <laughs> so I got like every single thing from 2006. Also, the only modern band in that band. In what? In that band. Actually, ah, season two, episode four, or episode two, sorry. Funny enough, I found one of my favorite hip hop albums of all time. <laughs> Some B team member from the Dungeon Family, Sleepy Brown, put out his one solo you like album. Mad Men? Who would have thought it? <laughs> and it's one of my favorite hip hop albums. The hip hop three episodes, three on the trip. Most of it's Are like you on uh, your 17th watch through yet? Parents just been like falling away from Outkast. Yeah. Didn't yeah. Sleepy Brown do something with Outkast? Yeah, he used yeah. to be a producer. He's been around since the 80s, but he's never been able to capitalize on. He had one hit in like the 90s, oh. mm-hmm. and then he had this album, and then he tried to make something in the 2015 ish right. era. Never made it, just never blew up. So he's mostly a producer. One other thing. Well, on my mind. I think one of the most important lyrics in music history comes from Fight the Power. Is that Elvis was a hero to most, but he don't mean shit to me. That to me is a very, very important lyric. That is like, imagine there's no heaven. That is like, <laughs> that is like up there to me. Because that Who is... Who was Elvis a hero to? Imagine there's no white, Elvis. White, Ameri- white America. The follow-up lyrics is better though. Oh, oh, yeah. I think the most pe- poignant lyric of our time right now is 911's nine, joke. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I mean. It's no. timeless. And the other thing I loved about Chuck D, and I've never heard anybody say this, but I, this is why I was... Whenever I heard Chuck D speak, or, or rap, or, it's like, he meant it. Yeah. He was going to fuck you up. <laughs> right? Yeah. That was something unique within the hip-hop community at that particular time. I right? Oh man! But the problem with the love of classical hip hop is sometimes it comes off like the love of classical literature. It's all of one era of time. Yeah, but I was to Professor, I love for but because. The because you didn't, you the lyrics are so yeah, the rhymes now don't get me wrong the fucking new black here. thought he was only here the first um, year um, mini album that he, he, he just put out the second it's incredible like anything by the roots is fucking great um cause black thought's a fucking wizard with, with words but 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 it's the message that's the key right I mean the message for a lot of public enemy songs is timeless and it still resonates today right it's not like about Bug life, gangsta style. That's only one era, and that, if you really want to look at hip hop and progression, that reflected one specific mindset. Yeah, it got really commercial, and some of the players in the game weren't as eloquent Easy E, but without Easy E, you wouldn't have had NWA, for example. Because he bankrolled that whole thing. There's a really good piece about how Dr. Dre is basically equivalent to uh, a home. <laughs> is it equivalent to when? A home, basically. Oh, okay. Dr. Dre basically went from one producer that controlled him and was basically making him money. And then easily came along and he was like a crack dealer. Mm-hmm. He, he used that money to finance the first NWA album. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, you're making albums for me now. 
That's when the attitude changed. Because I'll tell you when my attitude, my well, I should say my attitude changed, is that my appreciation for hip hop went downhill because I didn't get why B.I.G. was so popular and I didn't get why Tupac, as compared to what I was. Remember, there was two sides of Tupac. Tupac, there's Tupac, Thug Life Tupac, where he was trying to connect with people. Live in the ghetto, yeah. mm-hmm. the ghetto. This was the reality <laughs> of real, grim, dark. The only way you're gonna make it out of the ghetto is by selling drugs or right. dying. Right. But there was also Tupac, the Machiavelli, the stuff that people like to break down for critical analysis of talking about. And I realized, in some instances. <laughs> you got that down before you can really... I don't really think you do, Dave. I think you're not taking enough credit, really. <laughs> and most of what you're seeing in current hip-hop is a lot of aborted tracks because he basically spent all this time in the studio recording whatever he wanted. Kind of right. in the same way that like Old Dirty Bastard recorded a song right. about the Big Mac. Yeah. And then he died. Did you did you get BIG? Did you get the appeal? I did it. However, all that slow jamming, everything to shit, it was just kind of like. However, I mean, there is there is new stuff that I like. I mean, Kendrick Lamar's amazing. Right. I mean, when I not the current album, but the last album, when I first heard that the first time, and that performance that he did on the Grammy mm-hmm. like two years ago, yeah. when he came out with the prison, yeah, yeah. Prison, like I was just like, I never heard it before. Like he's incorporating jazz behind fucking bars that are fucking awesome, and then it hits me in waves because like when I saw it, did you see the, the black dot freestyle? Yeah. Like I don't know if you ever seen huh? it. No. There's, a, there's a radio station in the states that whenever they invite you know an MC on, they'll get them to just freestyle in the studio. And black dot and the roots went ten minutes. Of some of the most, like I, I'm an English major. Right. I like fucking dense, fucking right. literary, mm-hmm. right? He fucking dropped ten minutes of like just cultural sub references and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, and it went on and on and on. And like by the end of it, like he's sitting in the studio with like fucking sweater on, he's just like sweating and he's just going like. People can, I mean, there's no such thing as completely improv freestyle. They plan it mm-hmm. beforehand. To play out 10 minutes of it, mm. 
you don't plan out ten minutes of it. At some point, you plan out bits of it, and you come oh, back to it, and you, and you yeah. go on some of it. But like, you just, some of the shit. some of the best freestylers can do it on command. Oh the sure, is, but not for ten minutes. No, I mean the problem is <laughs> the problem with Eminem is he, he got slowly addicted to. I don't know what it was. Not rhyming oh, at all? <laughs> he got slowly Actually, addicted to not rhyming at all, and people were dying in front of him. I watched some old... Uh, Drug habits. I watched some old Eminem freestyle, uh, a couple of competitions that he was in. And the thing that he would do, which bothered the hell out of me, and I caught on to it pretty quick, whenever he was whenever he was lost for what he should say next, he would start dropping the word bitch at the end of his line so he could rhyme with it. He had 80,000 rhymes for the word bitch. So he would just like, blah, 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 and then he could start rhyming forever. I mean, hip hop right now is going through a change where even people, old heads in the game, are complaining it's all like Dr. Seuss rhymes. Right. Mumble rap. Mumble rap. There's lots of things that are happening. I mean, I'm, I tend to be a fan of terrible music genres. Right. Wasn't Scott Johnson just talking about Mumble Rap the other day no, on I TMS? I didn't hear it. I had to listen a little while. But even now, there are, like, 21 Savage is a terrible rapper. They have, like, every year they have, like, XXL has, like, a, a new people in the game freestyle. Right. So, at some point it was, like, Dr. Dre. Now, yeah, I was there are people cool. like, half of his rhymes start with his name, the funny one. Right. right. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, like, there's like Lil Uzi and Lil... I mean, Aesop Mob tried to make things happen, but they didn't materialize. Eventually, something will take place then. Right. Well, music is the game. Music changed. The only thing about hip-hop that I wonder about, because I'm not, I'm not as exposed to it as much, is in, 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 in you know... The pop music, every 10 years, it comes back, right? We have this cycle where it kind of comes back. Like, the next show I'm going to be doing is about country music because country music, like, uh, you're just the worst. Because country music replaced pop music because pop music went away for about three years. Nirvana, Pearl Jam, that that time, right? Before the Backstreet Boys, right? There was that little gap. So mu- music always cycles. I'm fascinated to find out whether hip hop does the same thing, that it goes through that that ten year cycle, or is it always building, building, building. Hip hop eventually gave birth to trap, which is two different genres. Right. Hip hop is about drug houses, basically. About drug houses. And Atlanta. That's right. Yeah. Okay. That late. After Atlanta got popular, yep. there is a genre of T.I. had an yep. album that basically created right. the whole idea of the trap house. Yep. But the lap house was specifically right. for dealing drugs. Right. And so from there, there was the EDM, dance, techno genre. They're two different, yeah. they share some elements of music. And Hip hop right now is a lot of people are like, trust fund rappers. They're oh my god. I've never, you, I've never no, heard the word favorite name for that. The Trustafarian. I have a story about that. Uzi Bird has some good verses. There are new but a lot of the. a lot of the complicated people like. Did I hear Ascot? XXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXX
struggling to live in major cities and what they have to do to make the bill uh, to meet their bills so they did one on Toronto well guess who the trust affairian was Belindistronics kid who is a DJ right he doesn't use the word name Stronic but they show where he lives in Aurelia on this a thousand acre you know uh, and he's like bitching because he has to live in you know one of the stables which quote unquote one of the stables which of course has been all retrofitted with everything and he's like talking about his career like oh yeah I've got to get my career off the ground and you know bills have to be paid and all this kind of stuff and I'm like what? Um, <laughs> you're just a boring human you know and he's 30 <laughs> it's like oh my god it's good Oh really? Who is it though? The guy, uh, the guy who needs to manage him, Burbank, yeah, Burbank, yeah, 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 that's fascinating. You should be, tomorrow. I'm gonna t I'm gonna panic. Give me some stuff to listen to, because I want you to give me like five people I should be listening to, and I'll write it down. <laughs> Whoops, I'm sorry. Is that um, who is Charlemagne the God? Is he a rapper or is he no, just a radio he's a host? DJ. He's a DJ. Yeah. The thing is, he goes on the radio and he likes to. He knows his stuff and he right. the people. Like there's a classic Birdman. Put some respect on my name, and he's not insane. Right. He's just, he's just fighting people in the streets. Right. So. Who is it? Charlie was that song by Stealing Dan. Yes, I'm aware. Thank you for making me feel. Wasn't he the first? Same time, but yes, I do that. That was my first reference, to be honest. Oh, was it? Yes. Charlemagne, he was the crown Holy Roman Emperor in 800 AD. Yes, we're talking about Stealing Dan. Yes. That makes me feel even more old now. Yeah. Steely Dan, who were not who were not emperors. Christmas Day, hundred days. That was great. They had like eight guys out, didn't tell anybody else about the meeting. We're North the Conservative, don't tell anyone. That was hilarious. No, but people say Frankfurt is the only place where the 
candidate in every party's last name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a race between Blue Sing and Red Sing. And then Orange Sing What's the green thing? No, no, no. 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 It's, it's funny because um, when the guy came to our door to campaign, we haven't told the story in the podcast yet, and it was day before the election, and uh, I, I was not happy because, and I'm very, because you know, it's always give people a chance once they're elected, and I'm, because I tried, but. I'm here at campaign, and I, Isabel's talking to him very politely, and I walk up, and I'm closing the door, and I'm like, I'm closing it on Isabel's arm, and I didn't mean to do that, and I said, I don't like your attitude about autistic people. Fuck off. Go to hell. Goodbye. And then I used something I've always wanted to say. I said good day, sir. And then Isabel said, that wasn't very nice. No, it was nice. No, to me. I said, okay. I was closing the door on your arm. I'm very sorry. But those people were very angry. But we'll see. And the funny thing is, he's with this guy, the guy we had. He was like, well, you know what? I'm going to probably be in cabinet. So that's the thing, right? No, you're not. You actually, who uses that line at the door? Oh, problem being cabinet. Yeah, no, you're not. And he's not. If you're saying that, you're not. That's right, because that shit you know, and you're, you've been told, don't say that out loud. Even under this bizarre administration, there's enough people working in the background like, don't say shit like that. <laughs> No, the thing about Tuesday Maria is you almost always have to run an Italian. Oh yeah, yeah. Almost, not always. Yeah. Almost yeah. always. Michelle came so fucking close. She was close. And to be honest, Ruby Tala came in with a different last name altogether, yeah. and she almost ruined it for everyone. And well, her her theme song was good, but anyway. No, your friend there was at Isabel's art opening. What? It was at Isabel's art opening. Oh, yeah? yeah. yeah. Spend a lot of time downtown well. No, it's like, you know what the fuck? We'll see what happens. I mean, that's my view always on these things is I, I don't have to be happy, but I'll, let's, see, let's see how it plays out. I'm not happy about how it turned out, but let's see how it plays out. It's not going to be the end of the world. It's just... It's yet yeah. another well, two well, steps backward well, yeah. that we're going to have to step forward from again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And as a rule, in Canada, we can think of government still to the cars. No, Red is changing this a lot. The fact that it's in a Yeah. And it's a storm under the back. It doesn't matter what party they're running for. 
if the, if the, the religious background, if they back them, they back them. Yeah. People, you know, it's more about it's more about cultural identification. And I get that on some level. I do. Like if the parties are close enough and platform, you want somebody who you think is going to understand what some of your concerns are. So I get that on some level. When I take a look at the difference between, you know, what some of the Ford stuff was, like I don't see how you could vote. I don't see how you could make that decision if you had a Ford and NDP choice to make. You know, if you had more. You know, if you had an NDP and a liberal choice, maybe if you had a foreign a liberal choice, maybe you might find some common ground. But. Oh well. I've got a, I've got a silver candle slater for getting the mic in. All I know is uh, I have to find Adrian's picture. So that's a yes. Well, for now. No, Morno's going to change that. Get out of here and get the slow walk. Yeah, it's a good one. I'm going to go to the next one. I'm going to go the whole platform was like weird. Uh, Sarah was saying all of her ideas about like all really socialist progressive. Well, you know, a lot of the I mean, that happens in some cities by nature. Just to hold back for different reasons. Well, apparently, according to the data, when I was dating somebody who was an actor, it was like, well, granted, 15% higher. Mississauga is 10 to 15% lower. And then everywhere else is even lower than that. Yeah. As soon as you leave right out of the yeah. And they registration fees are different in every city, right? Well, dog licensing, sure, that's municipal, but I think even car licensing is a different or did that change? That might have changed, but I think it used to be. I think it used to be that to get your license, one part of the province has to be different. Yeah, Service Ontario now is all privatized, right? Yeah. When you see our waitress, should we ask for a minute? guess you're going for a walking sabbatical. I'm going to, I'm a slower walker than everybody else anyway, so uh, yeah, there's that. Plus, it's such a beautiful day. 